Nikki and DeMello for breakfast. 97.3 Coast FM. Nikki and DeMello for breakfast. Coast FM. There is a chocolate scandal gripping New Zealand that I'm reading about. Scandal. Yes. According to breathless reports, yeah, there there are a few iconic Kiwi treats, more iconic, I think, than the pineapple lump. I don't know if you're familiar with this no, or not. No, but that sounds disgusting. It is. <laughs> well, is I mean, it chocolate? Pineapple It is chocolate, chocolate oh. yeah. But no, no, it's not pineapple. No. It's, a, it's a pineapple lolly. It's like a chewy oh. pineapple lolly that's covered in chocolate, right? And Pascal, oh, no. well, it's it's iconic. I'm sorry, but you clearly have just failed the kiwi test. So, <laughs> All right, fine. Um, years pineapples uh, lumps were made iconic by... Pascals, I mean, I think they're the, the main brand that mm. everyone makes. But then along came boutique chockey makers, um, the Potter Brothers, with their pineapple chews they claim on the pack to be handmade. And then someone, you know, chewing away, and it was one of those people that likes to eat the chocolate off first. Mm. Uh, and worked out that they were eating the chocolate off, and then there was another different layer of chocolate underneath. And they're like, going, hang on, have they just. They've just recoded the Pascal ones <laughs> with their own chocolate. Handmade. Uh, well, yeah, maybe that second Hand coating was. Hand rolled, mass produced factory yeah. ones. So, anyway, yes. And they've kind of said, yeah, sorry. We're, we're oh. Yeah. All right, you got us. Oh, clever. Look uh-huh. at you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to start making our, our own bad. now. Back naughty, in the day, we didn't naughty. know what was, uh, what was cool. <laughs> we didn't know what the phrase handmade meant back in the day. So, there you go. You'd be pretty ripped off of that. Yeah. Why, that is an awesome bit of clever marketing thing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dip this Snickers in chocolate and I'm going to call it my own. Well, you know what? Maybe the Lint Bunnies are just Cadbury rolled in lint chocolate. Maybe they're red tulip. Red tulip rolled in lint. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're making some pretty crazy accusations here. <laughs> I can feel the letters coming in from the lawyers to sort this out immediately. Oh. Obviously, thoughts turn to Easter, obviously. Um, oh, God. Donna, no, they don't. Oh, no, no, come on. Shh, come on. Let's keep up with me here. <laughs> and apparently, Donna came home and said, like, Easter egg prices are crazy. And I'm just, been, there's a story about this. <laughs> so clearly, people are worried even about it. I thought about it yet. Well, wrap your head around this. <sighs> uh, lint bunnies, crazy. A kilo bunny, $120. Now, I, I don't How big are they normally? They're in the I don't know. grams normally, aren't they? A kilo's well, big. A kilo is big. And that's, that's the thing. Huge. I think, I don't know, the, the regular size ones like the 200 ones or something. I think so. Maybe. I, I haven't been looking at the prices of the mm. kilo bunnies for I a long time. Know a kilo one existed. That's enormous. Uh, I, well, Feed I, the whole family with that. Potentially, yeah. That'd be a quick Easter egg hunt, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? There you go. One, <laughs> done. Boom. boom. <laughs> it's, it's the roof. It's the Found only place it, we could done. fit it. 120 bucks. But there you go. Uh, look, I'm guessing not as many of them are going to be sold this year as they have been on previous years. And, and also, you know, the t- the Tower of Rochers, you know, the, the big cone of Ferrero mm. Rochers? Like, I've never had them. It's a kilo, It's more than no, a kilo's worth, right? these are huge things. Okay. $200. $200. Wow. In some supermarkets. I don't know. They look In the ads on the TV, I feel like they're the centrepiece of the yeah. of the gods' tables. You know when they do those ads? Some fancy I don't know. dinner. Again, again, I've never really thought of buying one, so I don't I don't know how much more expensive that is than previous years, yeah. but it could be a shock. Mate, yeah. It's probably going to be slightly less of the... Um, of, of the big ones, anyway, mm. floating around this year. Yeah, so. If you were lucky enough to be treated to them in the past, yes. maybe not this year. Now, authorities in Italy have seized more than 100,000 items of stolen booty worth, like, they reckon, 6 million euros. Wow. Um, bought from burglars and pickpockets by a 70-year-old man in Bologna. Oh. Now, the haul includes watches, jewellery, money, weapons, rare coins, silver ingots, even like a mammoth's tooth. I don't know where that came from. Police say the man had no criminal record 
and had led a respectable life, but they'd seen people coming and going all the time to his house where they reckon he was buying the mm. stuff. For 20 years, he'd been buying all of these goods, but obviously, like, did nothing with them. Apparently, they were in, like, safe deposit boxes and safes and stuff all over the place. Just collecting. What do you reckon his plan was? How many watches does a man... Well, uh, how many watches does a man need? I mean, that's a question many people could try and answer, mm. but I reckon he was going to open a shop one day. And when? It's really strange. Don't know. Anyway, Italian police have set up a website to help folks find their stolen gear. There's so much you can actually trawl <laughs> through it and see. So if you've lost a mammoth tooth while you're on holiday in Italy, uh, we may have Oh, just, yeah, I think I did, actually. Yeah, we thought we've tracked it down for you. Thanks. Coast FM Scoreboard with Scotty Cummings. That's right. So here we are staring down the barrel of another year of disappointment for some, excitement for <laughs> others. I think for all, plenty of action, though. Scotty Cummings, good morning to you, sir. Hello. Oh, good morning, guys. Terrific to be with you again. And thank goodness round one's here and we don't have to oh. put up with any more pretend match sim with 27 periods in each of them. And <laughs> oh, garbage. The real stuff starts tonight with 90,000 going to the MCG. Ooh. Wow, what a yes. turnout. So uh, we've got Richmond taking on Carlton tonight, round one. Do you have any predictions going into the first round? Or are we just going to wait and see what happens? <laughs> well, we, we pay for our expert opinions there. <laughs> and, uh, I think, but you're back on the money. Round one, it's, it's expert guessing. So yeah. uh, we don't know where mm. all these teams are at with... Uh, it sounds funny thing to say with their preparation and that sort of stuff because they're not like round ones just snuck up on them. They knew when it was coming. But they, I'm not sure Richmond are, are where they want themselves to be right now and, and Carlton, well, they're, they're a bit of an unknown. But I'm going to tip Carlton tonight. Um, I think most people, uh, Richmond, will go in favour. So I'm going to tip Carlton. I just think Oliver Voss has been very hard on them over summer. I think they've got a, a, some really good weapons up forward with Kurnow and Mackay and uh, I think they might just get the uh, start the season off with a bang. Right. And I think Carlton can upset Richmond. Well, that'll help to get some early tips, right, if that goes your yeah. way. Now, well, I've got Richmond in big improvers this year. I think they'll be back amongst it, but I'm just not mm. sure they're right where they want to be right now. All right. So, uh, then on Saturday, Eagles in North Melbourne, no Elliot Yeo. Now, look, not a great showing against Adelaide in that pre-season match. I heard some describe the Eagles as confused. Uh, what are we looking at? What do you think we're looking at this year? Well, I don't, I don't care about pre-season. I just, <laughs> uh, the, the clubs, are, you know, they, they're trying things. And I know they would have liked to have been better against Adelaide, but I'm expecting West Coast. Well, I don't reckon they're going out on a limb. I hear lots of people go, oh, the, I'm going to say the Eagles will be the biggest improvers. Well, they won't be. They won two games last Won't be hard. So, yeah. No, it's not exactly putting your neck on the block, is it? So they'll be the big improvers. But I think we'll see a, a much... I think we'll see a really different side, not only just with personnel, but with mentality. And you guys know that's been my issue with, with West Coast is how they lose. And, um, and last year, look, they had all the reasons in the world. No excuses. They had reasons why they first half of their season was just diabolical. But... Just the second half with some of their losses were not acceptable. I think from a supporter's point of view, they'll be better this year. I've got them. I've got them sitting anywhere between eighth and twelfth. Um, with you know, with that probably that eight to ten sort of wins uh, might not get them to eighth if that. But they'll be much better. I, I think they beat North Melbourne. I can't believe they're underdogs in this. North Melbourne have been backed in to beat them. I think that's the Clarko factor. But at the end of the day, you're still going to have players. I haven't, I haven't seen Clarko over the last 15 years, win a hard ball or take a mark or, or kick a goal. So um, <laughs> North, Melbourne's list is still, North Melbourne's list is still ordinary and West Coast is going to be much better. Really looking forward to seeing 
the new guys, obviously, and Ruben Gingby coming in. Noah Long's been talked up a bit. He's just forced his way into this team, Noah Long. So really looking forward to seeing what he brings. Um, Sam Campbell, Chester. So obviously, Nick Nats have not been in to blow, but Callum Jamison's at a full pre-season. He's ready to go. He could be the number one ruckman by the end of the year. And um, looking forward to seeing some of their older players, who Oscar Allen, who didn't play a game. They've got so many up, so much upside to them, West Coast. As long as their head's right. And it sounds to me as if their mentality, they got hurt last year, ego-wise. And I think they, they'll bounce back. So mm. I think they beat North Melbourne. Mm. Be a cracker All if right. they can kick it off with a win. That'd be a nice thing. <laughs> Nicky, have some confidence, Nicky. I know you're scarred. I'm just, I know you're I'm just waiting. Lowered expectations, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. That's the key here. And then I'll be minimum, surprised. Minimum disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course... <laughs> you should get the way to not be disappointed with life. You get her in the locker room before the game just to G him up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, uh, on Sunday, Frio wrapping things up for the round with St. Kilda. Well, I say Kilda haven't got a player to put on the park. They've got about 15 <laughs> injuries at the moment and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, it, and it's not like their list goes long enough that they can afford that. So they've got probably seven of their best 22 out of the out of the side and uh, and key injuries. So well, Fremantle should go over there and win by 10 goals. Uh, I'd be surprised if they don't. I think they'll make a mess of St Kilda and they'll get their season off to an absolute flyer against their old coach, obviously. I'm not sure mm-hmm. you're aware. It's been mentioned a couple of times. I'm not, but it's only about 377,000 times. But uh, did you know Fremantle are playing their old coach? I had heard that yeah. somewhere. No, what do you mean? Oh, I, I thought I was going to drop a bombshell for you. It was hard But no, Fremantle will go over and win. All right. Uh, and look, and do you reckon Michael Walters will play or do you reckon Pill Thunder gets him for the first couple? I don't think he's played any, enough footy in the preseason. I think uh, it, it, it disgusts me to see Sonny in a peel jumper. He should be in the black and white jumper. It's still blue. But uh, that's the rules, and I've got to live with it. But I think Sonny will have to get a game in the waffle first um, just to get some uh, miles in those uh, little legs of his. <laughs> Well, they're little legs, let's be honest. They're only tiny little legs. They go real fast, but they're little. He's a widow, could he? He's a mental picture for everybody, right? A widow, widow, bubby. I'm being a hyphist, so I'll be cancelled and won't be on next week. Well, we'll look forward to seeing who replaces you in that case. Yeah. It was a very short season for Scott Cummings. It's been great to be with you. Nikki and DeMello's Three Things You Need to Know. Well, I mean, obviously, Crab Fest kicks off tomorrow with the Mantra Terrace Street Party. That's the start of things. I think four mm. o'clock tomorrow is when uh, that turns into a bit of a thing. And then the whole weekend, it's on entertainment and stalls and food and action. Ahoy! Don't forget to come visit us on Saturday on the Western Foreshore among the action sports games. Yes, it's all happening. Oh, yes. So much going on. A very busy weekend. Now, uh, March 16, today is also National Close the Gap Day. Uh, which since 2006 has been aiming to improve outcomes for Aboriginal people in Australia, especially in things like health and education. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, plenty we can do to donate towards causes or even just spend some time helping out. Yep. March 16 is No Selfies Day as well. Oh, okay. Today. No selfies, that's None. right. So if you can restrain yourself. Uh, <laughs> we don't know who started this day, but it happens to coincide with the birthday of Philippe Kahn, who's the guy that put a camera in a phone. Hmm, so he's the go. guy that invented the phone camera and to celebrate his day, 
So let's Little just did he know we'd all be using it Who? to take photos of ourselves. I don't know. Maybe it was his decision. Maybe he was like, listen, this was not what I intended. <laughs> can stop it. Everyone it. just stop one day on my birthday. Can you all just stop? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 97.3 Coast FM Nikki and DeMello's Coast Feed Coast Feed Let's go Now with entertainment news live from Nikki's House of Glitter Nikki Parkinson <laughs> Thank you Queen's Brian May has been knighted hey. by King Charles Hey so, Sir Brian Yeah So Queen and King came together <laughs> Hey <laughs> uh, On March 14th as <laughs> Queen Sorry <laughs> I enjoyed that way too much As Queen's guitarist Brian May received his knighthood recognising his contributions to music and of course for his charity work as well mm. uh, May was previously honoured with a CBE a commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire back most in Most excellent Most <laughs> excellent So <laughs> I know. It reminds me of that TV show What was that Mrs Maisel's most... Oh, I can't even yes. what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Back in 2005. Anyway, so now he's got his knighthood. Well nice. deserved. Indeed. Now the Oscars are over. It's time to find out who won the Razzies. Oh. The 43rd Golden Raspberry Awards celebrate the worst performances and movies of the past year. Mm. Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe flick, won wow. Worst Picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> worst Director went to Machine Gun Kelly for his terrible movie, Good Morning, which scored 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the ah. way. Uh, worst Actor went to Jared Leto for Morbius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Worst Supporting Actor went to Tom Hanks for his oh. role as Colonel Tom Parker oh. in Elvis. Well, there are a few to pick from this year. I mean, I don't think his uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio efforts were that well, well recognised That, that won something, uh, worst screenplay or something as oh. well. So, sorry, treat. Tom. What a treat of a year for Tom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tarantino is set to begin production of his last ever film later this year. Right. Tarantino will begin production in our springtime on a flick that's rumoured to be set in 70s LA and will focus on Pauline Kael, uh, one of the most influential movie critics of all time. Uh, she died in 2001 and was known for her fights with editors and filmmakers throughout <laughs> okay. her career. Right. Uh, it's well known that Tarantino has deep respect for her, which would make sense Um him making a film about her. Sure. So he's long maintained that he only wants to do 10 films or retire by the time he's 60. So far, he's made nine, if you count both the Kill Bill movies as one. Right. And he turns 60 later this month. So right. the end of an era is coming. And then he moves to TV, apparently. There's rumours he's got a Netflix <laughs> probably. series. That's, yeah. that's probably what he's got planned. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore is set to host the MTV Movie and TV Awards. She posted this clip to announce the news. And now for a breaking Drew's News report. We go to our special correspondent, Megan. Thank you, Drew. I actually have news for you. You're hosting the 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards. How exciting! Oh, wow. I am so honored to have been chosen, especially this year, when the show is all about the fans. I'm a fan, and you're a fan of scary movies, right? It is going to be an epic night. Big moments, huge movie stars. Cocaine Bear, are you free on May 7th? <laughs> the 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards will be there. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> Drew is a loose unit and I love yes. her. Um, the MTV Movie and TV Awards are on May 7th with nominees being announced in the coming weeks. Okay. And it's been a while since we heard some Kelly Oakey, so I think it's about time. Okay. Kelly Clarkson has covered Billy Joel and the latest instalment of Kelly Oakey on her show. Here she is with My Life. 
once again delivering the goods. She's just perfect, flawless, everything she sings. Nikki and DeMello. Back tomorrow morning from 6. 97.3 Coast FM.